What is going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in Clovis, California, is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, We've got a full one for you guys. We've got baseball, which I know Drew cannot wait to get to. Uh, We're diving into our NFC West record prediction, and we actually have a bonus one for you guys pertaining to the NFC West again, and it's surrounded by fantasy football content as well. You guys are going to want to stay tuned for that. Before we get started, though, you guys, please follow us on all of our social medias, all linked down below, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Do it all, guys. We want to see you guys there and interact with you guys. So without further ado, let's get started. All right. Yeah, that is right. We are back this week, and there is a lot to get to. Um, Some stuff that we're not going to really touch on. um, Obviously, the whole KD news where he basically – there was a story out there that he said he was uh, threatening to um, retire rather than play for the Nets. We don't know if that's true or not because he immediately came out and said, that's not true. I'm going to play until I die, stuff like that. So we'll see. But – as I have predicted on here, he's coming to the Lakers anyway. It's just a matter of time. The Nets are absolutely stalling right now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we're not really going to get to that, unfortunately, though. But I will double down on my statement. KD is coming to the Lakers, man. LeBron just signed a two-year contract extension, and he admitted, he said, they came out and said, we're going to run the offense through Anthony Davis and uh, once KD comes in, then they're going to run through Kevin Durant. It's going to be phenomenal. I'm saying it now, as I've said it before. So. <laughs> Cody is so mad at me. Anyway, um, we have a great show. We got fantasy football, as Cody mentioned. We have the NFC West predictions, and we have uh, some Giants talk. Obviously, the power rankings, and hopefully, we get to talk a little bit about what's going on with some uh, teams who are supposed to be these powerhouses who have kind of slowed down. So, it's a lot to get to. But before we get into all of that, Cody, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good, man. We uh, had a, uh, a long weekend of uh, back-to-school shopping, which I was telling you about. And uh, this is the first year that my son, who's had a job, I think for a couple of months now, he's got to spend his own money on clothes. And I think he finally realized how expensive he is. <laughs> and so just to witness his revelation on that was extremely funny. Uh, for example, we went to a store, I think it was the gap and I don't know why, but he wanted to get a crew neck sweatshirt really bad. The one with no hood, just a straight crew neck. He finds one at the gap, grabs it is for sure that he's going to get it stands in line. And then he realized himself, he didn't even check the price on it. He checks the price and it's like 60 bucks or something like that. And he goes, Oh my gosh, 60 bucks. And I go, Oh, Oh, is that too much for you? Is that too much for you? Because when it's me, it's it's no way I have to have it. <laughs> yeah. So then he he puts it back. And then I told him, we you know, we'll go and find it some other places. And he did. He found him. He found more more for less at other stores. <laughs> and so he had to learn the hard lesson of bargain shopping and what the clearance rack is. And you don't need to buy two hundred dollars shoes, son. It's OK. You know, you're yeah. going to wear you're going to wear them out. Don't worry about buying that. So, hey. Costco sweatpants are just as good as the other sweatpants. All right. So hundred <laughs> percent. Anyways, how was softball tonight? Uh, so it was okay. Uh, we ended up losing. Uh, the team was that we played was way better. 
Um, but um, <clears throat> we just really weren't hitting, which was a little unfortunate. Um, and, you know, we played actually okay. We really didn't play that bad. Uh, usually our defense is kind of like lackluster and terrible, but the team that we played, they knew where to hit it, when mm-hmm. to hit it, where, you know, they were just, they were really good at at putting the ball wherever they wanted it to go. So, um, you know, it just wasn't our day, but it was all right. It was, it was nice to get out there and play. Uh, I'm playing third base because no one else wants to play it. <laughs> and I've played it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not my favorite, but I, I will do it, you know. And I kind of feel sometimes like Alex Rodriguez over there, like Rodriguez, well, Rodriguez was better, but like I used to play shortstop and now I'm playing third base. So is this pre or post uh, PED? <laughs> well, this has got to be post because this is when oh. he played third base for the Yankees. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, I don't hit like A-Rod, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I hit like, uh, <laughs> like, Willie Mays Hayes. Have you ever seen that movie, Major League? <laughs> of course. That's exactly how I hit. I'm Say hey, Willie Mays Hayes. <laughs> yeah. I need to hit it on the ground, and I just keep hitting it in the air. So, oh, well. But anyway, it was 10, all right. It was fun. Then, to, then do 10 push-ups per pop-up you do, just like yeah. to correct that. Why? Well, well, I already owe 20 then. I had two <laughs> in the air. All right. Right on, man. Well, let's get rolling. I know that we got a lot to get to. So why don't you tell us what you want to get started with first? All right, well, let's start with our predictions, the NFC West, um, because uh, there is a lot to get to, but I do want to make sure that we kind of highlight what we've been trying to do the last, what, three years now, Mm -hmm. uh, which is doing these predictions. I feel like we've been pretty good. I mean, I feel like uh, we've had more right than wrong. Uh, Usually the ones that were wrong it's like the teams that didn't even make the playoffs. So we're like, whatever. And it wasn't that big of a deal. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but this is where the last two divisions that we have are going to be really, really strong. So Cody, I'm going to start with you. Um, we're going to go from four to one. So mm-hmm. Cody, who is your number four team in the NFC West? What is their record and why? I think it's no surprise here that the number four team is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. I can't even joke about who the last place team is. It's, Kind of a foregone conclusion. I have them with a record of four and thirteen. I don't know if there's much to say about them. I mean, you have Geno Smith or you have Drew Locke as your potential starting quarterbacks. You don't have a really good offensive line. Your defense has suffered quite a quite a big deal over the last few years. And you know, some would say they're in a complete rebuild mode, which then begs the question, you know, how long is Pete Carroll gonna be there? But in my opinion, this team no better than four wins and they're all within division. I don't see them. I mean, maybe a win against the Giants, which I have projected here, but, you know, give or take, maybe they don't. But again, Seattle Seahawks, fourth place at four and 13. Yeah, not much to say. Um, I have them in fourth place. I actually liked them a little better. Um, I, I have them at six and 11. And the reason I do is because there have been, we have seen Drew Locke up close and personal. Is he a great quarterback? By all means, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's actually pretty decent. Uh, he, he gets some good games here and there. Um, yes, he has a bad offensive line, but he actually, I feel like he has a few more, in my opinion, talented weapons than what he had in Denver. I think he's had um, guys who he's coming in with guys who have experience, who've had success before um, and guys who are not really injury prone type players. Um, you know, you get Noah Fant with Drew Locke. Um, so there's already a connection there. 
you have DK Metcalf, who, you know, you and I aren't very high on, but he is a guy who can have a big play here and there. Mm-hmm. And Drew Locke has a very strong arm. He could get it to him. Uh, is he accurate all the time? No, but I'm sure there would be some games where he's just going to surprise the hell out of you. Yeah. Um, and then Tyler Lockett. I mean, the guy has been underrated his whole career. A lot of people say he was uh, talented only because he had Russell Wilson as their quarterback. But I've been hearing uh, a lot of people aren't as high on Russell Wilson as they absolutely should be. So right. if that's the case, we're going to uh, we're going to see a a uh, really low-end Seahawks team, but I don't believe that. I think Tyler Lockett is actually pretty talented. I think he's a guy who um, is one of the shorter receivers who can play outside receiver, which mm-hmm. is incredible. So I, I think this is actually uh, somewhat of a talented team. You know, obviously they're going to miss Chris Carson, but um, Dallas had some nice runs uh, here and there. Richard Penny was starting to kind of get into a groove last year. So mm-hmm. I, I like this Seahawks team. I don't think their defense is – as bad as what everyone is saying. I mean, of course, they're not great, but I don't think they're the worst defense in the league right now. Um, and I think they're going to get a few wins against the – or a win against the 49ers. I think they could uh, pull off a win over the Cardinals at least once. And then I see, you know, Atlanta, Carolina, Giants, Jets, all possible wins for for the Seahawks. It could go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have them at 6-11. and 11. Oh, well, you have them – not not bad. I'm surprised for six wins, but you know, like you mentioned, they can surprise the people. So who knows? Yeah, yeah, I I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'm going to move on then to my number three. I have the Arizona Cardinals at six and eleven, third place. I think. Um, Whoa. Yes. Well, here's why. I'm not a fan of their defense. I mean, yes, they have JJ Watt. Obviously. Wow. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, Kyler Murray, I think, has some growing pains to do. I think giving him a contract extension is fine. I just don't think that he has the right coach in place. I think that there is a lot of distraction with obviously the news of his contract, having that, you know, he's required to study for four hours and uh, obviously too having uh, Deandre Hopkins not available for the first six weeks, I think is a big deal. Your second talented receiver is AJ green and you have John Brown, which Hollywood Brown still has a lot to prove. So maybe he can, I just don't know if, uh, you know, if the Cardinals can pull it together, I just see this as like a regression type of year because I forecast a head coaching change next season. I don't, I don't think uh, Kingsbury lasts after this season, especially if they don't even make the playoffs. But in my opinion, they're two of the best teams in the NFC are in this division. So I don't know how the Cardinals are going to sneak in to begin with, but I don't have them very high. I just think this team is kind of is full of drama and I just, don't see it being a productive year for them. And like I mentioned, it's going to be a regime change in my opinion. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with you in the fact of Cliff Kingsbury could possibly be let go after this year. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I felt like that could possibly happen after the playoff game that they had. I mean, I know Kyler Murray had a really bad playoff game, but you know, Cliff Kingsbury and, and to the credit of uh, the backseat podcast where, you know, our friends over there, when we were talking about the Cardinals, they mm-hmm. were talking a little bit about Cliff Kingsbury. And, and I believe it was Ethan who brought up that, you know, Kingsbury kind of dives off at the end of the like 
Like the first half, they look really good, and then towards the second half, they just start tanking. Now, yeah, I think that that's still going to happen, but I also do believe that DeAndre Hopkins coming back for a majority of the second half of the season, as long as he stays healthy, of course, um, that could actually help him out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, James Conner is coming back. Uh, you added that they they got Marquise Brown. They have AJ Green, and then of course D Hop. So there's there's some good uh, some good receivers that Kyler Murray has. And as much as I you know dumped on Kyler Murray for the for the um, offensive performance he had in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I do think at least regular season wise he is very good. Um, he knows how to run. He can pass. So. I, w- I would have to kind of disagree with you on that one, but I have the 49ers at three at eight and nine. Wow. Um, I, I like the Niners, but there's a lot of conflicting stories about Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the overall consensus is Trey Lance is not consistent enough. He's a guy who looks like he could possibly maybe get 60% of his passes completed, which mm-hmm. in the NFL today is not great. You kind of want to be in the 65 percentage range, mm-hmm. um, a.k.a. Derek Carr. Anyway, um, <laughs> Agreed. so I, I'm a little worried about Trey Lance because also he really hasn't played in two years. He didn't play during the COVID year, which was his senior year. He got drafted, was the backup for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He saw a little action here and there, but a lot of it was more running plays. And there was a big throw he had in preseason that looked really good. And then he had a really lazy dump off like uh, screen pass where he almost overthrew the tight end. I mean, well, he did. And mm-hmm. the tight end was able to go and get it. So, um yeah, I just I, I just really believe that uh, it's a little too inconsistent. I think their defense is good. I don't think it's as good as what everyone hypes it up to be, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, um, I, I'm sorry, I completely blanked. And I think Debo Samuel, he's a guy who gets injured a lot. I Him getting that big contract is actually a little worrisome for me. I'm mm-hmm. glad he got it. He deserved it. But if I'm the organization, I'm a little nervous about giving a lot of that money to Debo Samuel, who has had a history of being injured every single year. Mm-hmm. So uh, that makes me a little nervous. And then, of course, George Kittle, he's a guy who gets hurt a lot. So with him yeah. out of the offense, that hurts. They're saying Brandon Ayuk looks great. Great. But uh, you got to, again, you got you to gotta have a lot of guys healthy. Uh, to finish off the year. So I just don't think the Niners are there yet, but I think they're going to be a tough team nonetheless. I think Kyle Shanahan's offense is that good, and I think their defense is is good enough to win games. I just don't think it's a, like a top five defense. Okay, well, I'm I'm more shocked about that than I think you are about the Cardinals one. Um, so I'll just move right along then because number two, I actually have uh, – San Francisco 49ers in second place, but I have them actually with a 12 and five record. Um, They have a very favorable schedule. (laughs) They have a very favorable schedule. Again, I think their defense is much improved. It was injured, injured last season. I think it kind of gets healthier this season. Um, I actually think that Trey Lance will be a little bit more successful than people are giving him credit for. I know there's conflicting reports, but I think that his mobility really changes the the (laughs) dynamic of this offense. Because just moving the pocket to where he's now a run threat draws in a linebacker can then open up, you know, uh, Kittle for some sort of a 
a throw right there. Debo Samuel keeping a play alive. Brandon Ayuk, who has really good speed and who, you know, could continuously have the play develop if Trey Lance moves out of the pocket. I really do think that Kyle Shanahan's offense is an offense that is quarterback friendly, no matter who it is. I mean, you know, he, it was successful with Matt Ryan, successful with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it'll be successful with Trey Lance. Um, I just think that San Francisco, they're a team that is going to surprise a lot of people in the NFC. So I do have them high, probably a lot higher than most people, but I just think that there's a lot more going for them in terms of defense. And I think their offense is going to be a lot more explosive than with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the Trey Lance experiment experiment is going to look a little different. We're going to have growing pains where we have turnovers, but I think Kyle Shanahan will accept those, those, those daring throws, those, um, you know, being a um, being a gunslinger in a sense, just because I think the reward will pay off more than the punishment, uh, so to speak. So I, I think that Trey Lance will have some success in this offense. And I think 49ers are actually going to surprise a lot of people. I actually see them tying uh, for the West at top. And obviously we'll get to our, um, our top team shortly, but I have the 49ers pretty high. I just think that this team is, is due for a surprise in the NFC. And plus, NFC is extremely weak. And so, you know, what's more likely, if San Francisco winning 12 games or another NFC team that is poorly constructed winning in, winning 12 games in in the NFC? So anyways, that's, that's overall what I think of the 49ers this season. Wow. I'm a little shocked by that. <clears throat> I, I mean, listen, I... I, I... It's a it's a what if with with Trey Lance, so that's why I gave him. But I I mean I'm kind of looking at their schedule right now. I only see like five real like layups for the Niners, and mm-hmm. that's kind of being I think a little generous towards uh, the Niners. But it's like they face like the first two weeks it's Bears and Seahawks. Okay, that's that's a good start. Then you got Broncos, Rams, and then you have the Panthers. <laughs> Uh-huh. Which I mean again, not not great for um for either or for the um for the Panthers, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Oh man, my screen just went away. And then Sorry you have Atlanta that. to follow. Yeah. And so Atlanta and then so you, it's just like two two like pretty easy games, then you go two tough games, and then two easy yeah. games, then you go two tough games. And then after kind of talking about all that the Niners kind of seem like they got a really tough schedule the rest of the way there's, they sprinkle in like, you know, the commanders uh, in there like later in the year, but it's like, like you said, the Panthers Falcons, and then it's chiefs Rams and they have a bye week. Then they face the chargers and then you got Cardinals and then mm-hmm. saints and dolphins. And I'm not as high on the saints as you are, but I can see why a lot of people are high on the saints. So that's not a layup. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you got Buccaneers, and then yeah, you have the Seahawks and Commanders. But then you finish off with the Raiders and a divisional rival with the Cardinals. That's a tough schedule, in my opinion. That's really tough. That's going to be uh, a lot of games that I could see them lose, and I could see them winning uh, at least five games. But um, you know, I gave them eight just because I think their defense will win them some games. I mean, no doubt. I get it. Like it is a stretch. Don't get me wrong. When I was doing this and I came up with 12 wins and again, only five losses, I think is the more glaring part. I looked at the schedule. and I mean, I think San Francisco is a stronger team than people give it credit for. I mean, I have them splitting games with everyone in their division just out of fairness so that they're three and three. And I think, you know, are they going to beat 
Chicago? Yep. Are they going to beat Carolina? I think so. Are they going to beat Atlanta? I think so. That's three additional wins right there, and they haven't had any new losses after that. Will they lose maybe tough games along the way? Yeah, because I have them losing to KC. I have them losing to the Raiders. And again, that's at a complete bias. I'm going to be honest about that. But I do have them winning against like New Orleans because we don't know what New Orleans is going to look like towards the end of the season. You know, Miami, what are they going to look like at the end of the season? And that's actually a home game in San Francisco. San Francisco is not an easy place to play at, especially when the 49ers have a lot of momentum on their side. So, you know, taking that all into consideration, I think their schedule is a little bit more favorable just because I think that they will win tough games and I think that they will win the games that they're supposed to. And, you know, with a, with a good enough momentum, they can probably take they can probably take a game against Tom Brady because for some reason the Buccaneers always seem to lose some weird game towards the end of the season when they have a playoff position secured. So taking all that into consideration in my evaluation of them. So, Well, I'll go with my number two. Obviously, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I have them at 11-6, so I have them flip-flop from what you have them. Listen, I, I'm I'm with you on the defensive side. I don't think they got much better. Uh, obviously, losing Chandler Jones is not great. Uh, they do still have J.J. Watt, but he's an injury-prone guy. But overall, mm-hmm. I think their defense has actually done pretty well for having, you know, J.J. Watt as kind of their anchor on their defense. So um, I feel like they're, they're a pretty decent defense. I can see them losing games in shootouts because of the defense. Um, but I also can see them winning games because of their offense. I mean, you look at Kyler Murray, you look at James Conner, you look at DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, he's missing the first six games, but, you know, the first six games is Chiefs Raiders, who I think they will lose to automatically, and then Rams. Mm-hmm. So you got an 0-3 start, but then you go Panthers. I think an Eagles game is, is a winnable game for the Cardinals, and then Seahawks. So they could potentially go... Two, in my opinion, I think you could make an argument they could go two and three in there. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, excuse me, that didn't make sense. Two and four, excuse me. And them still be okay. I could see them go three and three and them still be okay. So I'm not going to panic about the, the first six games. Um, I do feel like they have an easier stretch kind of towards the end. Uh, after their bye week, they have the Patriots, which I think is a very – I think they're going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Then they face the Broncos. It's in Denver. I think that's going to be a loss. But then they played Tampa Bay in Arizona. That game, exactly what you're saying, that game could go either way because, like you said, Tom Brady, they lose these weird games. That mm-hmm. could be one of them. I actually have Tampa Bay winning that game. Um, oh, excuse me. I have Arizona winning this game because of it being in Arizona. I was a little – uh, unsure about that. And then mm-hmm. they play in Atlanta, but I think uh, they should be able to handle the Falcons well. And then they play in San Francisco, which that game could go either way. I have the Niners winning that one. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, they could go, what, four and one, in my opinion, uh, or at least three and two in the last stretch and, and still make a playoff game. So, yeah. I don't know. I just I I do think that with their team, with their offense, I like their offense a little bit better than the 49ers just because of the quarterback situation. Like I said, I like Kyler Murray. Yes, I saw mm-hmm. the playoff game, but I've also seen him in the regular season. He's a good regular season quarterback. Um, so um, and he's not going to be facing the Rams defense <laughs> every single week. No. So uh, that'll help him a little bit. But I don't know, man. This I mean, I, I'm I should say that I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if they did go six and 11 just because 
the whole Kyler Murray thing in this whole offseason could be a huge distraction. Yeah. The last, I mean, we have to go off of what recently we've seen, which wasn't good at all. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was dumping on Kyler Murray saying like, I'm sorry, you should not have the gall to say, oh yeah, I need a contract extension after the crap that you put out in the playoff. Like right. your focus should be like, nah, you know what? I need to prove myself because obviously I'm not there yet. So um, I did lose a lot of respect for Kyler Murray this offseason, but mm-hmm. what I have to admit, he is a good player. Um, yeah. I can't say he's not. So um, I, I'm going to give the Cardinals the benefit of the doubt because they didn't lose a ton other than like Chandler Jones, which is pretty big. Um, but I do think that they're still a, a pretty strong team in the NFC. And like you said, NFC isn't that strong. So uh, yeah. they could squeak out a few games that maybe some people wouldn't think that they could win. So. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Cody, who's your number? Well, we know who your number one yeah. is, but why? I'll clean it up. It's going to be the LA Rams. I have them also tying with the 49ers in a 12-5 and five record. I'm not a mathematician. I have no idea how the tiebreaker is going to work. I just have them finishing in first place. That's all you guys need to know about. Um, I just, <laughs> you know, just like what I predicted last year with the Rams when I had them. I don't know if I, I can't remember. I think I had them winning the division last year as well. And I even said, you know, with Matthew Stafford, don't be surprised that they're a Super Bowl contending team. Sure enough, they won the Super Bowl. But I really like this team. I think that they've actually improved uh, a great deal offensively. I really do believe that having Allen Robinson essentially replace um, Robert Woods is a huge upgrade. A lot of people, a lot of people underrate Allen Robinson. And at one point before uh, Justin Fields and Matt Nagy's last season, Allen Robinson was considered a quarterback proof a wide receiver and he had Mitchell Trubisky. I think at one point he had Nick Foles throwing to him and he was still, you know, not only relevant in the NFL, but fantasy relevant as well. I see that being a huge upgrade for them from Robert uh, Woods. Like I mentioned, Cam Akers comes back. I really do like the offensive line the Rams have. I think they could have done a little bit more in free agency, but you know, all things considered, they paid out a lot of money to their guys to keep them on there, especially Aaron Donald in that defense. I think that's huge. Um, you know, Jalen Ramsey is probably the number one shutdown corner in the NFL right now. Will he give up some? Sure. But do you want him on your defense at the end of the day? Absolutely. And again, with Sean McVay and, and, uh, Matthew Stafford on this team, they are magic. In my opinion, like this is what Sean McVay envisioned when he came to the Rams. I think the reason why it didn't work with, uh, Jared Goff is because Jared Goff just wasn't that quarterback that really was able to lead like Matthew Stafford is. And I think Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay is like a perfect quarterback coach marriage. And I think that this will continue to reap some benefits. Will they repeat? I don't know. I'm, I don't, I think I'm on the fence of like, I don't think they'll repeat. I think there's a lot of question marks about that part of it, but will they absolutely win this division? I think so. I think they're the most complete team in this division. And I think argument could be made outside of the Buccaneers. They're the second favorite NFC team in this conference. So Again, I have the Rams 12 and 5 to, to round out the NFC West. So I'm going to preface it by this. I too have the Rams. This was before I heard about Matthew Stafford's injury. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have him 17 and 0? <laughs> 17 and no, I have him at 15 and 2. Wow. So okay. I I had them splitting games against Arizona and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Now the Bills game could kind of go either way for me. At first I thought, you know, it's in LA. It's going to be against the Buffalo Bills. They came off of the Super Bowl win. Um, I, I am with you. I feel like they got better, not only with 
um, Allen Robinson replacing Robert Woods. But even without OBJ, I think they have gotten better just team chemistry-wise. Defensively, Mm -hmm. I feel like they're pretty much the same. Yeah, they lost Von Miller, but I feel like Von Miller kind of got a second uh, half resurgence because he was traded over there. So, you know, I I just feel like the Rams – we're going to win that game. Now with Matthew Stafford, it does make me put into question a little bit because I do like that Bills defense a lot. But I'm going to stick with my prediction. I'm going to go with 15-2. and two. I know it's probably wrong. The Rams are going to lose early games. They'll probably lose, you know, the Cowboys game, which will be everyone will freak out. They'll probably be like, oh, my gosh, Dallas is back. They're the best team in the NFC. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You know that's going to happen. It's going to, yeah. Yeah. I had them actually beating Tampa Bay. But, again, now that – now it's it's two weeks after their bye week. So – and they're going to be facing the Niners, which the Niners are always a tough out for the, for the Rams. So mm-hmm. that one could kind of go either way as well. Um, but I, I feel like now after, after that, now looking at the 49ers and then it's Buccaneers in Tampa, I feel like they could lose that game. So I can, I could see how they would go like 13 and four, but I mm-hmm. don't think they're going to drop lower than that. And the reason is I just think they're overall a better team. Um, yeah. even with, with Stafford being hurt or whether he's fine and you know, it's, they're making a story out of nothing, which is very possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like. Overall, if you plug and play in another quarterback, Sean McVay is going to make it work. I mean, you got Allen Robinson. He's yeah. going to make sure he gets the, Allen Robinson the ball a few more times. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup, one of the best route runners in, in the league right now. Um, you know, Cam Akers, I, I'm very high on, as, as we had talked about before. So, you know, this is a really complete defense. And then when you have, you know, Aaron freaking Donald still, uh, you know, everyone was like, is he going to retire? I mm-hmm. never thought he was going to retire. I thought he was going to keep playing and, uh, he's going to show you like, Oh, y'all thought I was going to retire, huh? <laughs> well, we're going to, we're going to see how the, uh, how the MVP vote goes. So I just think that the Rams are very strong. I'm going 15 and two, but I know I'm probably going to be wrong on this one, but mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with it. So, well, and also, right over there? yeah, my dog. <laughs> Anyways, also, do not forget too. And I actually am just looking at their roster right now. I forgot that they actually added Bobby Wagner. So, oh, I forget. Oh my God, how did yes. I forget? So, yeah. just to you know, even make it even scarier, I think Von now that that Miller who, yeah, that uh, fifteen and two prediction probably is a lot closer than people think now. So. Anyway, so yeah, (laughs) just a quick recap on our NFC West. I have the Seattle Seahawks in fourth place at four and thirteen, Arizona Cardinals in third place at six and eleven, San Francisco 49ers second place, twelve and five, LA Rams first place at twelve and five as well. Drew? All wrong. You don't I have <laughs> I have the Seahawks at fourth place at six and eleven. I have the uh, San Francisco 49ers in third with eight and nine record. I have the Arizona Cardinals in second with an eleven and six record. And then I have the Los Angeles Rams rounding out the top of the NFC West at fifteen and two. I actually, fun fact, to have them at the number one seed in the NFC. So I think I don't have them at the number one seed. I think I have yeah. them in third place. I think. So, yeah, I think you had the Eagles one, didn't you? Eagles one. Well, if we ever get to the playoff seedings, I have that done too. I have Eagles one, yeah, Buccaneers we'll two, 
And I have Rams three. Another so. day, Cody. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. Yeah. All right, Cody. So let's get into a little fantasy football question, and then we'll take a break, and, and we'll get into some baseball here. Um, so kind of sticking with the theme of the NFC West, I have a few uh, fantasy football questions uh, related to each uh, individual NFC team. So, Cody, okay. first of all, we're going to start with your fourth place team, and then we'll go up to third, second, and then first, of course. All right. So, the Seattle Seahawks. This game is called Draft, Target, or Pass. Or as you can see on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, it says Draft, who would you trade for, or who would you pass on? So, uh, the idea being uh, you would obviously draft the one player from this team uh, another player, you would kind of either, if someone drafted them, you would tr- try and trade for them, target them, or if they're not um, on a team, they're in free agent, you would definitely be watching them and be one of your first pickups uh, on the waiver wire the next week or pass where you're not going to touch them uh, because they are um, just absolutely dead to you in mm-hmm. <laughs> in fantasy football. They're so, trash, damaged goods, avoid, whatever. Abs- absolute trash. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I think most of these are pretty. I think they're pretty even. So I think it'll be kind of hard. So right. Cody, from the Seattle Seahawks, as you have them in fourth place, you have them at four and twelve. Thirteen. Four and 13. thirteen. Four and thirteen. Who would you draft, trade for, or pass for? Uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, or Noah Fant? Okay. I am passing on. I think I'm going to pass on Tyler Lockett. Wow. I'm going to trade for DK Metcalf because I want someone else to trade for him and I want to see how he does because I think he'll still be featured as num- number one target. I mean, he's a big bodied receiver, very fast. Uh, again, as you mentioned, uh, his hands need incredible work on him. I think he's got hands of stone in some cases, but, and then I would actually draft Noah fan just because I think for tight ends, it's such a, it's such a thin, um, a thin amount of good quality ones. I think whether it be drew lock or Geno Smith, I think that there'll be someone that, you know, go to their safety blanket me uh, being uh, Noah fan. And I think he's someone that you can draft probably in later rounds. I'm not saying first round or anything, but, He'd be someone I'd be willing to draft. DK, I would trade for because I want to see if he can produce. So I want him to be on somebody else's team. And then I want Tyler Lockett. Uh, I'll pass on him just because, not that I don't believe in him. I just don't think that he'll get targeted like Russell Wilson targeted Lockett. So, Yeah, this one's tough for me. Um, you know, I'll agree. I'm going to pass on DK Metcalf. I'm, mm. I saw, even with Russell Wilson, he really struggled a lot of games to get like three catches. Yeah. Uh, which shows me that he relies a lot on his speed. He's not really um, the route runner that we thought maybe he could possibly be. Um, so I, I usually don't like guys who can't really route run, who are guys who are just speed. Um, you know, I'm just not really into those types of guys. And, and he, he does have the case of the drops here and there. So yeah, I would drop him. I would actually draft Tyler Lockett. I actually really like, I would say Noah Fant, but I actually like Tyler Lockett. And again, he's a guy who is a good route runner. 
Mm-hmm. I think he could really make Drew Locke or Geno Smith, whoever it's going to end up being, um, very viable. And that's why I have – I'm going to target Noah Fant because even when Noah Fant was in Denver, mm-hmm. Drew Locke didn't go to him a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of always an issue, in my opinion, uh, yeah. in Denver. But also, you know, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. If it's Geno Smith, I like actually Noah Fan a little bit more. If it's Drew mm-hmm. Locke, I kind of like him less. I'm assuming it's going to be Drew Locke just because they kind of traded for, they, you know, the Seahawks kind of traded for him in a sense. So uh-huh. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Noah Fan um, as to as a guy who I would target, but. Uh, not draft. I would gotcha. I would keep an eye on him. So, all right, all right, Cody. So you had the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll go with the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Who would you draft, target, or pass? Hollywood Brown, James Connor, James Connor, or <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. I'm passing on um, Hollywood Brown. I knew you were going to say that. I yeah, that. I. I don't know what it is about Hollywood Brown. I was really hoping that their connection, his connection he's with trash. Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't say he's trash. He's just, he, I don't, I think, I think he's a receiver. Everybody wants to succeed. And he had flashes last season with um, the Ravens. But then, you know, I think how, who he is as a receiver came out. He's got a case of the drops at critical times, which you cannot afford to have. And I think that impacts your, your draft status, in my opinion. And, you know, I mean, receivers all the time drop passes, but I think, you know, he has a higher drop rate. So I'm going to pass on that. I would actually trade for, I, w- I would be comfortable trading for James Conner just because I think he would be the feature back over Chase Edmonds. I know that they do like Chase Edmonds, but clearly James Conner, I think he had 18 total touchdowns last season. It's not going to duplicate, but clearly he's a goal line favorite or he's the go-to featured back. And I would still draft DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, six games, sure. I mean, that's fine. I think when he gets back, like what you mentioned, Drew, um, Kyler Murray and his and his connection is is very good. They've proven that over the couple of seasons that they played together. I don't see that being any different than when DeAndre Hopkins comes back in week seven or whatever it is. I have no problem drafting that. He's just going to sit on the bench for a while, and then that's when you draft for depth. But I'm totally still fine with Drafting DeAndre Hopkins. So just so you know, Chase Edmonds is actually on uh, the Dolphins now. He is not on the Cardinals. So it seems like James Conner basically has the uh, starting role. Um, but um, I, I kind of agree. I, I would pass on Hollywood Brown. I'm not going to touch him at all. I had him last year. Listen, a guy who couldn't get open with a guy uh, like Lamar Jackson who can roll literally everywhere. I know a lot of people are kind of like, oh, well, you know, he had a great connection with Kyler Murray in college. Yeah, well, in college, the defenses aren't as good. So uh, he got away with a lot of his speed. That's why he was drafted was because of his speed. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, Kyler Murray, he is a guy who has really talented weapons already. He started to get a really good repertoire with you know, with DeAndre Hopkins and, he, you know, he was, he really liked Christian Kirk and he was starting to throw a little bit more to AJ green. Um, but, um, a Hollywood Brown, I, I just don't think he's a guy that, I mean, you have to, you have to respect his speed. So, you know, yeah, they'll probably have him run a lot of streaks, but for the most part, he's not a great, uh, route runner. So I would pass on him. I would target James Connor. My issue mm-hmm. with James Conner is when he is the the actual feature back, like he has 
you know, no one behind him, he mm-hmm. doesn't do as well. I mean, in Pittsburgh, he wasn't great when he didn't have, you know, someone behind him. Uh, he was great when they had Le'Veon Bell, who was kind of starting to struggle a little bit. So kind of James Conner came in and was starting to run really well. And then when he was the featured back, he kind of didn't do much. Um, and he got and injured he, quite a big deal, too. Yeah. So I would go DeAndre Hopkins with a draft. I know he's out for six games, but listen, we know what he can do. We know he's got one of the best hands in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a guy I would draft uh, out of those three um, over over any of them. So Yeah. All right, Cody. You had the 49ers at two, which blew my mind. Um, <laughs> so, so the 49ers, who would you draft, target, or pass? Okay. Would it would it be George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk? Wow. All right, I'm going to draft. I'm going to draft Debo Samuel. I can't get past the dual threat that he that he poses, um, and I think he showed that uh, even with uh, Trey Lance being the quarterback, that he's a go to target. I would target and trade for George Kittle. He's super consistent. However, I'm not drafting him just because I want to see him stay healthy before I make that commitment. Just because in theory, when you're drafting Kittle, he's probably going in the third or the fourth round and you can get a lot of good talent at third and fourth round. And if you take a tight end at that position who could potentially be injury prone, you know, you're going to, you're going to lose out on a great opportunity to get some more talent elsewhere. So I would go George Kittle. I would trade for or target. I'd pass on Brandon Ayuk. I don't see the production the last couple seasons. I know last year he had some more flashes and he had some better games, but Brandon Ayuk, since he's been drafted, has been kind of like similar to Hollywood Brown that he's got this ton of potential. You expect him to do all this. And yet he really hasn't been like, he's still on the San Francisco 49ers as a receiver threat, but you, you look at what he's done and he hasn't really jumped off the page or, you know, so to speak, he hasn't really had any of those crazy games that make you go, wow, like he's, you know, he's different. He's just another receiver that has a lot of potential, but whether it's the scheme of the offense, whether it's how he runs his route or whatever, it just doesn't seem like San Francisco is trying to get him involved, even though they spent a pretty high draft pick on him when they picked him up. I can't remember how many seasons ago, but I'd pass on Brandon Ayuk. I just don't believe the hype, and I, I don't think that, you know, it's worth wasting a draft pick on when you could probably pick him up off the waiver if you really want him that badly. Well, I think you're wrong on Brandon Ayuk. I oh, like okay. Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I, right. I really do. I think you're insulting him by saying he's kind of Hollywood Brown. He's a guy that at least can get separation without speed. He can he can separate with just his route running. So I like Brandon Ayuk. Okay. Um, here's what I would do. I would actually pass on Debo Samuel. The reason being, okay. what worries me mm-hmm. is that he has in his contract an incentive for doing running plays. He didn't mm-hmm. want to do it, okay? But now he's got these incentives, which means they're going to run Debo Samuel still. And he is a guy who gets injured. Uh-huh. He is a guy who has a ton of injuries. And a lot of the times is when he's, obviously when he's running, when he's getting tackled. And when you're running, when you're running the ball like a running back, you're going to have a few more of those plays where you're going to get hurt. I just, 
it makes me nervous. And he is ranked what seventh receiver uh, overall, Mm -hmm. uh, according to PPR rankings on ESPN. I wouldn't draft him there. I would not. If he were still available, you know, as like the fifteenth or you know sixteenth receiver, then yeah, I would. I would definitely go after him. But I am a little nervous about the about the running plays. Uh-huh. And that he's going to have this incentive, which means he's going to be running. That scares me a little bit. I would actually wow. target Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. I like Brandon Ayuk. I think he's a great route runner. And mm-hmm. they've said he's been phenomenal. He has been absolutely just toe-tapping every single which way. I mean, Trey Lance's throws, he's not doing so hot. And Brandon Ayuk is making him look good. So mm-hmm. that's the story out of out of Niners camp. So I'm going to target Brandon Ayuk, but I would draft George Kittle. Yes, again, I know he's got a lot of injuries, of course. Um, you know, really a lot of these guys have injuries. It's kind of hard to find guys who stay healthy. But um, I think Kittle's upside is well worth it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if... And there could be times where he could he could get hurt for a couple of games and then come back. Last year, he just struggled with injuries constantly, constantly. And so, um, you know, I just felt like he could never really gain traction on his on his health. So this year, I actually think he'll do a little bit better because I don't think he's going to be put in situations where he's the only receiver. I mean, we saw what Debo Samuel could do. I think mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk, like I said, is going to – uh, step up to the plate, and I would. If I'm going to take a, a flyer on an injury-prone guy on the 49ers, I think I would go after George Kittle before anyone else. All right, that's interesting. Okay, <laughs> so um, who would you take in the Rams? The Rams, Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, Allen Robinson, trade, target, pass. Okay, I'm immediately drafting Cooper Cup. No hesitation. What? Yeah, shocker, right? <laughs> I am passing on Cam Akers, and I am targeting Allen Robinson. Here's the deal, guys. Cam Akers is going to probably be the number one back for the Rams, even though they also have – I think they still have Daryl Henderson, if I'm not mistaken, who actually played really well for them even when they had Sony Michelle. However, Cam Akers is still coming back from an Achilles injury, and he's probably 100% now. Sure, he has flashes, but Sean McVay's offense is a pass – offense it is they basically have pass plays that feature to look like runs but they're throwing the ball nearly every single play which means targets 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 cooper cup is going to be targeted a great deal but there will be (laughs) targets for Allen robinson there will be targets for van uh, jefferson but probably more so for Allen robinson just because again he's taken over that robert woods role and robert woods was a thousand yard receiver with multiple touchdowns in a season under Sean McVay's offense. And that was with a Jared Goff. That wasn't with uh, uh, Matthew Stafford. So I'm I'm saying I'm targeting Allen Robinson and I'm passing on Cam Akers. There's some other running backs I feel a little bit more confident in than Cam Akers. I'm just not there to draft him yet. I'll look at him in the waiver if he's available, which he probably won't be, but I'm I'm more looking at the receivers of the Rams just because their offense is all about passing. Uh, you cannot tell me the last season where they featured a running back really that much outside of maybe Todd Gurley for the one or two seasons. And then outside of that, it's been a pass heavy offense, offensive yeah. system. And that's, that's all they run. 
Um, I pretty much agree with you. I, I would, I would draft Cooper cup. I don't think that's really in question. I think it's more of the, who we should target, who we should pass. Mm-hmm. I would actually pass on cam Akers, even though I said he's one of my sleepers. Yeah. If it's between Allen Robinson or cam Akers, I trust Allen Robinson a little bit more. And like you said, he's basically, he's the number two receiver on, on a pass heavy team. Yeah. So, um, and I think Allen Robinson was doing really well with not as great of a quarterback mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago. Now he's in LA where you have a guy who just came off of a Super Bowl win. Uh, I think you feel pretty good about your chances on, on catching a little, f- a few more footballs. So yeah, um, I, I like Allen Robinson, I think. Um, and like I said, I, I believe wholeheartedly. And he's a guy who's really stayed healthy throughout his year. I mean, he's had a few injuries here and there, no, no question, but mm-hmm. he's a guy who was pretty much healthy throughout the whole year. And he's just, it wasn't targeted as much um, in Chicago. So yeah. uh, I think Allen Robinson's going to have a huge year. Um, you know, I like Cam Akers. I would draft him as well, but um, out of these three, he would be the, the last guy I would pick. So yeah, agreed. Agreed there. All right, Cody. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit of baseball. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) That was great. All of a sudden, right when we come back. (laughs) Oh, man. That's some high quality H2O. So let's talk a little bit about baseball. We talked about football. I think we're, uh, I think we've exhausted uh, what we needed to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the Deshaun Watson, which I'm so mad at, I don't really want yeah. to talk about it right now. Same. So, I'm I'm done with it. So let's talk about MLB power rankings first, and then we'll go into a little discussion about the Giants because uh, I know you're kind of dying to hear what I'm going to say. So um, nothing really changed. Uh, everything's pretty much the same. I have the Dodgers at number one. Um, they're the number one team in run differential. Uh, we just found out that, you know, Walker Bueller is out for the year, which is insane. And they're still, you know, the first place team in, in major league baseball without mm-hmm. their best picture. So uh, that's a feat in itself. Uh, then you have the Houston Astros who've been on a tear lately Ever since they traded for Trey Mancini, they have done a lot better. Uh, I think Mancini has fit on that club real well. Um, this is a scary team. Their rotation, again, is still a little worrisome for me, other than, of course, um, Justin Verlander. Um, and their bullpen is eh. But uh, for the most part, their their team is pretty much stacked. So, you know, I'm just kind of nitpicking at this point. But they're actually third in um, in run differential. Um And uh, we'll talk about the team who's second a little bit later. But I have the New York Mets third. Mm -hmm. Um, Not much to talk about with the Mets. I mean, as long as DeGrom, Scherzer can stay healthy, this team is absolutely loaded. Um, They are a team to reckon with. Um, And then I have the New York Yankees in fourth place. Now, this is a stat that I did want to talk about. And if we get to it, if we get time talk about the Yankees, I'll probably go a little more in depth, but they're actually second in major league baseball in run differential, which means that yes, they have been on a losing streak. They are three and seven in the last 10 games. They just lost today to Toronto uh, two to nine, um, which is not great, 
But <laughs> even losing by seven, they're mm-hmm. still second in Major League Baseball in run differential. That is a good stat to have, and it's a stat that you want on your side. The Yankees are still a really good team. They're still a team I wouldn't want to face. Of course, their their starting rotation, like I had said on here, mm-hmm. um, is kind of starting to slow down. That bullpen is actually pretty decent still. It's not great, but it's it's good. Um, so they can they can once they start kind of get back in their winning ways, and believe me, they will. Um, you're going to see them uh, be a tough out every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then rounding out the top five, I have the Atlanta Braves. As much as I wanted to put, you know, maybe the Cardinals or or uh, the Padres. Listen, the Padres have been kind of losing of late. Uh, the Cardinals, they're still not really wowing me, and I can't ignore their, their run differential, the Braves, uh, because they are number five in the league in run differential. So um, I got to go with the Atlanta Braves. They have been uh, last 10 games. They're nine and one. So they're on a tear right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just played the Mets and they beat the Mets. So um, that is a significant win for the Braves. And they're only three and a half games behind the New York Mets for the division, not wow. just for a playoff spot for the division. So this Braves team is kind of on fire right now. And as much as I've been kind of saying, I really don't like their bullpen. The guy behind me, as you're going to see right here, Dylan Lee, I don't know mm-hmm. if you can see, I got, got a signed ball by him and, and his picture. He has been freaking stellar from Fresno state. And um, he is a guy who is kind of a, uh, a reliable guy out of the bullpen that is going to be dangerous come postseason. So I really like the Braves. Uh, and Matt Olson, who I really like, has started to really get hot. And mm-hmm. uh, that team is just starting to rake a lot more. Austin Riley has been MVP caliber. Uh, yeah. Dansby Swanson has been really nice. So a lot of good teams, a lot of good players on this team. And, and uh, the Braves are, are a scary team to, to face right now. Yeah, as you just mentioned, nine and one in the last 10. Although Cardinals, though, seven and three in the last 10 as well. I mean, they're probably got a lot of ground to make up and Braves are probably too hot right now, but yes. scary to think that the defending world series champions without Freddie Freeman um, are basically threatening to, you know, take the Mets in their division. So that's kind of crazy. I got a yeah. follow-up question for you though, regarding the Yankees. So as you mentioned, they're seven and three in the last 10. Do you three still think three and seven, excuse me, do you still think they're the AL favorites for the world series? I don't think they're the AL favorites. I think I got to give that to the Astros, the way that the Astros have been playing. And truth be told, I actually like the Astros uh, lineup better. Mm -hmm. Um, As much as I hate Jose Altuve and I want to see him break an arm. Um, (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't wish that upon anyone. But I really don't like Jose Altuve. I think he's basically lost every player's respect in the whole game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Trey Mancini. He has been nothing but a great fit for them. Yeah. Uh, they lost Michael Brantley. I think he's out for the year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, you know, Kyle Tucker has been phenomenal. Jordan Alvarez has been raking. Yeah. Um, this is a really good team. This is a team that has, a, in my opinion, has as much power as the Yankees do and have guys who really don't strike out a ton. Um, and, you know, Alex Bregman, he's been kind of struggling this year, but he's still a guy I'm not going to just, you know, throw a pitch down the middle and, you know, think I'm going to win that one. No, today, so, that guy. 
today. I forgot who they who Houston played today, but they won twenty one to five. The White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox. And Alex Bredman had two home runs, drove in four, uh, drove in four, and had six RBI to, today alone. So he and I think too that's like his second, second, second out of like four games of uh, multi hit, multi RB, RBI games. So he's he's been heating up the last, I'd say like two weeks. So he's been coming on real strong and and helping drive in a lot of runs for the Astros. It's been really interesting because I know I have him on my fantasy team and he's been kind of like, like just nothing up until like a couple of weeks ago. Then all of a sudden he's just been like the highest score I have. And <laughs> it just, you can tell like he's really the run producer that's getting them started outside of El Tuve, which has been underwhelming this whole season, but it's another thing. Yeah, I was going to say, you beat me to it, but I was going to say, we get it, Cody. You got him on your fantasy team. Congratulations for trading with someone who gave up on the year. Way to go, Cody. I still feel super guilty about that, too. (laughs) As you should, because you got Aaron Judge in that, too, which is bullcrap. But anyway, um, so we, uh, you know, I I agree with you. You know, Alex Bregman, although he's only hitting like 258, normally he's up at the, you know, 280, 290 300 range right um you know i think he's starting to kind of get into a groove hit lately i was looking at his points right now in fantasy he's been starting to kind of get on a roll a little bit and it helps when your team is winning because even when you're striking out four times in a game but you're winning it makes it a little bit easier to just like well if i correct it we're going to be even better you know Mm -hmm. so uh to have that mindset is going to be way uh way golden for the astros yeah i do really like the yankees i really do i actually am still very worried about their starting rotation i i was not a high on them to begin the year they were playing out of their mind but jameson tyon is kind of notorious for giving up a lot of runs garrett cole will get in these stretches where he just has like three or four like really bad outings. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of like gets into back into Cy Young form and then he kind of evens out towards the end of the year. So, you know, Garrett Cole is going to be Garrett Cole in a sense. Cortez, mm-hmm. Nestor Cortez, I really didn't believe what he was doing uh, to start the year. I mean, he was really good. Excuse me, as I burp. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, he's kind of really struggled his last few starts. And then they traded for Frankie Montaz, who I was like, oh, that'll be a really good one. Yeah. He's been really, he's been giving up. I mean, he gave up what I have him in my fantasy league. He gave up six runs. So not all oh, of wow. us are, you know, on our trades, you know, are, are doing great with that. So <laughs> I got to give you crap for it. But anyway, uh, so I like the Yankees, but I, I think their starting rotation is starting to show you what I thought they were going to be in the first yeah. place. Well then, okay. So to follow up on the Astros, then what? So what? What do the Astros have in their rotation that's better than the Yankees outside of Verlander? Because I think that's really their only ace. Do they even have a second that they can rely on? How dare you? How dare you say Justin Verlander? You're disrespecting the Houston Astros, who do nothing but play uh fair okay sure how dare you no um (laughs) where's my trash can hold on um yeah so they have mccullers who i think is a little underrated he's not been great this year um or the last two years he's just been riddled with injuries but yeah you have justin verlander then you talk about jose or quitty 
This guy, I feel like, has been underrated his entire career so far that he's been in the league. Mm -hmm. He's been nothing but really good. Urquidy, uh, this year, his ERA, as I'm popping it up right now, is uh, 3.69. He's got 11 wins, only four losses in 22 games started. Um, 98 strikeouts. I mean, I don't know what else you what else you need to look for in that. Um, you know, you talk about uh, Christian Javier, who is kind of a spot starter usually. He's a guy who I, I actually really like too. Luis Garcia, kind of one of those guys as well. So I feel like in uh, Framber Valdez, um, he's been really good too. So listen. Are these guys going to, you know, spectacular, you know, these names are going to like, oh my gosh. I mean, Valdez is pitching 272 ERA. If you're not an Astros Mm -hmm. fan, you didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like, you you don't see that. Uh, Christian Javier, he's he's won seven games, lost eight. He still has a 2.96 ERA this year in 18 games pitched. I mean, that's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, this this, uh, rotation has been pretty good and then i was talking about luis garcia he's kind of a little bit of an outlier he's a guy who's gonna strike him out a lot but he's also gonna give up runs his era is 4.09 but he does have 127 strikeouts so uh really good there um i like lance mccullers a lot i think he's really good he's only started one game so far um, he only pitched six innings, struck out five. He's not going to be a huge strikeout guy. He's more of a guy who's just going to get you uh, to ground out. But um, Lance McCullers is a guy who is an experienced pitcher who has mm-hmm. done it in the postseason before. So uh, I will rely on that a little bit more. And then Christian Vasquez for them has been good. Like I said, Trey Mancini, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Jeremy Pena, a rookie. He's been playing stellar shortstop. He's kind of struggled with injuries the last few uh, last few. Um, months here but their outfield Mauricio Dubon a former giant has been doing well uh Kyle Tucker Jordan uh Jordan Alvarez these guys this is a tough tough lineup I really like the Houston Astros all right let me draw your attention to the NL then so I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about uh an NL rival of ours so there's a lot of drama of course with the Tatis being suspended in the Padres so I think and obviously they won the one Soto sweepstakes. So do they make the playoffs despite the Tatis distraction? I have to take a long pause because I'm not sure. If I'm judging off of the history of the Padres, no, they are not going to make it. And the reason I say that is because every year, last year, mm-hmm. we're talking about San Diego Padres. They're going to rival the Dodgers. It's it's the Padres and Dodgers in the NL West. And, you know, of course, the Giants had this amazing year, but the Padres were not doing so hot. They were not playing well. Now, I think the Padres are playing better than they were last year. They have a few better players than they did last year as well, including mm-hmm. you have the number one closer in Josh Hader, who actually looks hasn't looked fantastic since he's been in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Mike Clevenger, are you really going to rely on a guy who never stays healthy? You Darvish, who has been notorious for just completely falling apart. Um, Sean Manaya, who I love. I think he's completely underrated. He hasn't had the greatest of years. Joe Musgrove, who's been stellar for the last few games, he's kind of struggled. Blake Snell has never been the Blake Snell that we saw in Tampa Bay. So 
I'm a little worried about the Padres, to be honest. I, mm-hmm. I think their rotation is starting to catch up with them. And then, of course, yeah, they added Josh Bell, but he hasn't been fantastic for the Padres. He hasn't been bad. I don't want to make it seem like that. But I do feel like the catching position with Alfaro and Nola is kind of like weird. Mm-hmm. Um, they Jake Cronenworth is, is a really good player. Brandon Drury came just absolute came out and started swinging the bat like crazy since he got into San Diego. Mm-hmm. Manny Machado has been phenomenal. Um, you know, Jerkson Profar has been less than stellar. Trent Grissom, not great. Uh, of course, Juan Soto, he hasn't been crushing the ball, but he's still, you know, a talented player. He's a, he's a guy that you're going to have in your lineup every single day. So, listen, this is a talented roster. It's not doing a lot with it. And right now, as we speak, the Giants, they're not very far. Yeah. They are, uh, excuse me, six games behind the Padres. Now, is that still pretty significant distance it is but when you talk about a rival that is kind of on your tail where everyone's kind of talking about are they players are they not Mm -hmm. that is not a good sign if you're a san diego padre team who at one point was probably one of the top five teams in the league and now you're kind of struggling to to uh keep the giants off of your tails yeah yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with that. I think that they will. I think that they'll get one of the wild card spots. And just like what you said, they have too much talent just in their lineup to miss. I, you know, I think that they are a far better team now that they have Juan Soto and Manny Machado. I do, you know, I do like the acquisition of Josh Bell and Brandon Jury. I think that they can make it all work. I agree. It's their pitching. For some reason, they have really great starters on paper, but they are all just washed shells of themselves it's really strange Blake Snell like exactly what you pointed out since he left Tampa he's just never been the same uh Clevenger has just been a shell of himself since he's left the Guardians um you know just down the list you Darvish is basically somebody who you have to just monitor from start to start Joe Musgrove has just basically been their ace and even still he was kind of questionable last season so really he's the most consistent pitcher which is kind of odd to say but I think that they'll make it. I think they'll they'll sneak into a wild card position. I think that the their lineup will kind of start clicking. I know that uh, you know, friend of the shows. Don't mean to keep shouting them out, but you know, Clark had mentioned that they have a lot of bullpen guys that are due to come back soon, so that'll probably help to where they don't keep letting runs go to where they have to get into uh, you know to scoring high amounts of runs in order to just win a game rather than let their pitching and defense win them win them games. So I think that they can do it, but. It, I mean, then the second question we should be asking is if the Padres don't make the playoffs, you know, is this a huge disappointment for the organization (laughs) considering what they gave up for Soto, the Tatis drama, and then not now, not even to make the playoffs to boot. So right now it's starting to look like they would have been better off not getting one. Soto. they were playing better without Juan Soto and Josh Bell, not saying that, you know, towards the end, it would, it probably wouldn't, I don't think it's going to look like that. But what I'm saying is right now, it kind of looks like if the Padres would have just kept the team as is, they were doing fine. They were actually playing better. Now they have Juan Soto and Josh Bell and Josh Hader. And it's been kind of like, uh, it needs to be better. Like it should be better and it's not. It's actually worse. 
Um, do I think it'll end better? Probably. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna hit a groove where we're gonna be talking about okay, now they're the team to beat. In, you know, the NL. You know, it's gonna be you know overreaction Monday at some point. I think. Yeah. But um, right now they're in they're in the third wild card spot in as many spots, and just a game and a half over Milwaukee. And then, like I said, there's six games above San Francisco. So San Francisco is still kind of in in striking distance, but right now it looks like Milwaukee is really on the heels of San Diego and Milwaukee is one of the uh, teams that they traded with. So if Milwaukee gets in over San Diego, uh, even if, I mean, if it was, I think San Diego would rather have Sam, excuse me, would rather have San Francisco ahead of them because they really didn't do anything with San Francisco. So like, you know that, I mean, of course it's a rival. You don't really want to see them, but I think at this point, if Milwaukee gets in, there's going to be that talk of should they have made that trade? Because now it looks like Milwaukee was the smarter team in that trade. Yeah, I mean, I totally blanked on the other trades that Padres made, but they ended up getting Joe Hader, and they're they have arguably the best closer, arguably the best hitter, and yet they are struggling to win. So it's it's yeah. uh, very odd. All right, Drew. Let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about our favorite team, of course. Giants have dropped two after winning five straight. So I just want to know your thoughts and your feelings on the state of the Giants right now and where you're at with them. Um, I'm not too concerned because we're going to go into Colorado, which is a tough place to play, of course. Um, but I do feel like if you're going to be uh, a team that's going to contend, uh, this is now the time to do it, uh, is to start really – beating the the breaks off of the Colorado Rockies. The reason I say that is because in Colorado, yes, they have a team that, or they have a ballpark where the ball can go out at any time. I feel like the Giants have had a lot of hard hits this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to see their hard hit rate, uh, which I haven't yet, but I feel like it's got to be up there in the league. They're just kind of getting unlucky with a lot of these hit or a lot of these power hits. And JD Davis has been phenomenal since he's been with the giants. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's played really good defense. He's really hit the ball extremely well. Uh, Lamont Wade jr. He's starting to kind of get into a groove. It looks like Evan Longoria is starting to get into a groove. Jock Peterson, I feel like has been actually um, uh, really underrated since the all-star break. Um, so this team can score runs. The issue is not the runs. It's the freaking bullpen. The bullpen has been awful. Dominic Leon yesterday was absolutely awful. Absolutely Mm -hmm. awful. He's the one, he's the reason we lost the game yesterday. No doubt about it. Now there are times where we get, you know, bases loaded and we can't score in the runs. So that's on the offense. But yesterday it just seems like Leon for some reason all year long, for me, at least, he has not been the guy I want. I want going up there. And Gabe Kapler, to his credit, was saying, you know, we have to be able to trust guys going forward. Um, and so, you know, we can't always rely on Camilo Duvall. But I feel like, especially in that type of a game against, I mean, I I would say a rival because it is a division uh, team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like you kind of got to go with Duvall in that situation. Uh, you know, today you could have thrown out Dominic Leon because you were already down five, nothing by the time Webb came out. So yeah, then you can throw out Leon, get his confidence back up and then you can throw him in situations that uh, aren't uh, division rivals. So 
I do think the Giants still have a chance. Listen, I was one of the few guys that was saying, Joey Bart, I still believe in him. And he was hitting 155. They sent him down to AAA. He came back. He is now hitting 235, Cody. Yeah. Like, what a huge difference. He was hitting over 400, over 440 last month because of the resurgence that he had. It just goes to show you baseball is a crazy game. Baseball is so unpredictable. You never know what can happen. And look at the the teams that the uh, Giants face. All winnable games uh, in the last uh, bit of August here. They face Colorado three games in Colorado. Then they travel to Detroit for a two-game series. Detroit, one of the worst, and they're having one of the worst stretches in their season right now. Mm -hmm. And then they travel to Minnesota. Now that can go uh, kind of either which way. but And then they face San Diego in San Francisco. And then they face Philadelphia uh, to start September. So San Diego, Philadelphia, both teams who are in the postseason hunt, and actually the Minnesota Twins too. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens, but I feel like the next – trying to do math here. (laughs) The next eight games for the Giants, they could – if they go six and two, Mm -hmm. we're going to have a real good outlook uh, going into the San Diego Padres uh, um, series. Yeah, I just, I guess where I'm at is we can't have Carlos Rendon go six, strike out 11, give up only one, and then just to lose it in the bullpen. So I, you know, we, it's bad. It's hard enough for us to put out really good outings with Webb and Rendon and then just have the bullpen totally fumble it. It, you know, if it's not the bullpen, sometimes it's the defense, which is, which is kind of the more ironic thing because last season we were a highly rated defensive team and it just seemed like we've, really just said defense what's that just put that in the back seat we don't need that anymore and i feel like if we you know again whether it be bullpen choices whether it be our how we are fielding or our defensive strategy i feel like there's games that we should have won that we're losing and in my opinion like this late in the stage when you're going against the diamondbacks who are basically second to last in the division you can't be losing close games like that and again with a, such a strong outing that Rendon have you can't let you can't give all of a sudden autonomy to your closer or to uh, a bullpen guy who is already sketchy to begin with. Just put the surefire in there and then let yeah. the cards fall where they may. You know, I, I for games that are winnable, especially when you're trying to get into the wild card hunt. I think what you told me earlier today is when you get when you overthink it, that's what the problem was. Like Gabe Kapler, sure, the logic yeah. makes sense, but when you overthink it and you get in your way, it didn't work out. Like in the yeah. grand scheme of things, how many decisions probably would have swung the other way had you just made the surefire decision rather than, you know what, let me outthink this situation. And then it played out the wrong way because you, you know, you didn't go with what, what should have probably taken place. What everybody in the, and everyone in the stadium, everyone at home is seeing, sure. You're the, you're the skipper of the team, but you, you cannot take out, you know, the history of games that have played all season, you can't take out what this pitcher can probably do better than this pitcher. Yes. You want confidence in your guys, but it's also on you as the manager to like put your team in the best position to win games, especially if you're trying to win, you're in the hunt. Again, these are games that you just can't lose. I'll, I'll understand losing to the Cardinals in a close game before I understand losing to the Diamondbacks uh, because of our bullpens blowing leads. So I think that's where I'm at with it. 
I will say this. I think the defense, when you were talking about it, has gotten a little bit better because we're starting to get healthier. You have Austin Slater, who has always been a, a, a pretty good outfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Brandon Crawford, who's probably the best shortstop the Giants have ever had when it comes to defense. He's And then he just turned to like a, an incredible play, um, I believe it was yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, one that was just an absolute laser by Cattell Marte, went yeah. right at him. He had to kind of dive and grab it above his head, and he snagged it right in there, and he threw it. And Cattell Marte, all he could do was tip his cap to him. I mean, it was mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, Yastrzemski is one of the best arms in, in the outfield in the uh, National League. Mm-hmm. You talk about Jock Peterson, very underrated for his defense. Joey Bart, because now his confidence has gotten up at the plate, he's been even better behind the plate. Um, Brandon Bell is usually a stellar first baseman. He kind of had a rocky start, but I feel like, uh, he's going to, he's been getting better and better. Um, you know, and then, um, Elliot Ramos was, uh, was actually told, uh, told one of the uh, Giants writers that he is traveling to Colorado. So he is going to be there as well. Now he's not a great defensive guy, but he's got some speed and he's got some pop. I really like Ramos. I hope he stays. I like Luis Gonzalez, but I feel like his back kind of slowed down and his defense wasn't as confident. Mm-hmm. So I think throwing in Ramos is actually the right move here. Uh, and we'll see. If it doesn't work out, they'll send him right back down and bring back uh, Gonzalez. But in the meantime, it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. But I think the defense has gotten a lot better. Longoria, I'm completely mm-hmm. missing him. He's, he's a stellar third baseman. I mean, yeah, he's old. He's not as quick. But he still is a guy who has a great glove and a great arm. Um, yeah. So the defense is getting better, and uh, it's just the bullpen that I'm really worried about, and our starting rotation for that matter too. So, yeah, I think it all goes hand in hand at the end of the day. But I mean, very interesting to see how it transpires. I mean, in the next six to eight weeks, eight weeks of the season. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I think that's it, Cody. I think that's all we got, bro. I think so, man. Wow. Yeah. Well, we did a good job. Uh, no, you did a good job. It was you, sir. No, Brandon. Stop it. Stop. Anyway. <laughs> you're too kind. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us. We do appreciate you being here. Um, I feel like I have to sneeze, so I'm sorry if I like sneeze in the middle of this. Um, but I just want to say go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We are, we are on all the major uh, social media sites. Also, go follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, rate and review. Or not rate and review. Good Lord. Like and comment on those. Um, and then go to the major podcast where you can also rate and review uh subscribe and then also give us a five star let us know what you like about our show and that way we can continue to do that uh and then if it is a one star let us know what you didn't like so we can um we can get better at it so uh anything and everything does help so we do appreciate that at this time cody fun fact Padres are losing two to one to the Nationals in San Diego, top of the ninth right now. Crazy. Wow. Anyway, um, interesting, interesting developments going on today. Yes. Uh, so if they lose, that's good for the Giants. Anyway, um, so also go check out our partners over at fnxfitness.com where you can use our promo code. 
And if you use that promo code, you get 15% off your whole purchase. So go check them out. They have great stuff. They do have uh, limited um, stock on everything. So you're going to want to go over there quick and order it quick. Because otherwise, it goes fast. Man. It <laughs> really goes fast. I There was one time I was looking at a, at a, um, at a tank top. And I was like, oh, I kind of really, really like that. Put it in my cart. was kind of uh, scan, scanning everything else. And I was like, okay, I think I'm just going to do the tank top. Went to the, went to go buy it, and it was already uh, gone. Wow. It had already sold out, and I was like, oh, my God. Why did I wait so long? So go <laughs> buy it quick. Uh, they are getting more and more popular. So please, yeah. please, please, please go check them out. They have great workout gear, great workout supplements. You'll love everything about them. So go check them out. Cody, I'm going to pass it off to you where you will finish off this episode. That's right, guys. In addition to uh, going to FNX Fit, guys, you'll be able to get like an FNX Fit shirt just like what I got. I have all the gear. Drew has all the supplements and he swears by them. And I cannot wait to get my hands on them whenever they get that peanut butter protein powder back in stock. I cannot wait to try it. So anyways, guys, just like what Drew said, follow us on all the major platforms. We're available there in our link tree that's in our episode description or in our bio. It has all those direct links to get to us. Feel free to reach out, you know, communicate with us, interact with us on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you guys prefer. We're always there. We're always checking it. So it's a great time. And uh, all your guys' questions, interactions, and your guys' comments on TikTok, I absolutely love it. I've I've replied to about 90% of them. And there's some of them that are funny and then some of them that are the typical you don't know ball or you guys don't know anything, which we obviously know. We're not saying that we do. It's just... You know, if you don't no, like it, you, yeah. No, if you don't like it, you can scroll. It's totally fine. Anyways, guys, next week will be the wrap up to our record prediction. AFC West is the best, best division in all of football. It's our favorite. Obviously, our Raiders in there. Completely biased take on it all. If uh, Drew does not have the Raiders taking it all, he is not a true Raiders fan. That is what I am saying right here. Anyways, guys, we you are not going to want to miss that. And then, actually, in a couple of weeks, Drew, we will be having our hundredth podcast episode crazy to think it's been 100 episodes so yeah wait i think we're trying to technically it's been more but podcast form yes it is 100 because uh we started just strictly on youtube for a while Mm -hmm. uh, because we couldn't figure out how to do (laughs) this is a this this show has totally been a trial by error in every form or fashion of the of the term so hey it's all right it's all good bro People like sheep move feet hurt it easy You don't wanna be fast asleep on the ski Better stay tall, ready for a flight, believe me When they try to change, you can say no, free me